Hi, my name is Aviva, and I'm a compulsive overeater. I live in Los Angeles, California. Um, my abstinent date is February 5th. I have seven years and over 100-pound weight loss. Uh, my top weight was 252, and I've uh, maintained 130 to 137 for the past five years. I'm going to read out of Just for Today, September 21st, page 265. We lop away that bearing bows may live, William Shakespeare. If I kept the same ideas with which I came to OA, where would I be today? Values I acquired as a child and still follow today need questioning. The child I once was can no longer run my life. I want to give up what no longer serves me. The escapes and fantasies, the fears and the need to control, the changes that have come about since I arrived in a way are evidence of growth and hope for a still better life. If love and friendship, spontaneity and closeness are to be nurtured, branches must be cut away. Working this program helps me distinguish what I no longer need from what is important, to cut away old beliefs so that new truths may be revealed and a light and useful spirit may grow strong. For today, cutting away old growth to make room for the new is what steps four through ten are all about. Am I doing it? So um, my name is Aviva. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I live in Los Angeles. Um, I always read something out of For Today or um, Voices of Recovery to get um, a theme or a um, strengthening my share. I grew up in Los Angeles, like I said, for the third time uh, in a Jewish middle-class home. The one thing that was very prevalent in my family was food. Um, There was a lot of domestic violence. There was a lot of emotional and physical abuse in my childhood. And the only two emotions that were in my house were uh, fear and anger. Uh, I had no idea about an eating disorder Even though my mother was a therapist, um, we still had a lot of pain and suffering in the house. I talked back to her quite a bit and um, didn't realize that was a problem. I just had a voice and wanted to use it. I I started using food pretty early, but, you know, when you're a kid and you just want to escape, you use television and food. For me, it was television and food, but I didn't know it was food. I think in some ways food is very um, alluring because it can hide from us so quickly. It can hide everything. Um, I remember going into rages and then eating something and everything was fine. I remember being hysterical and eating something and everything was fine. Television gave me the opportunity to live in a lot of fantasy and escape and one of the biggest fantasies that I always had was if I had this, this, and this, and everything would be okay. Um, I was picked on as a kid, as I've shared many times in this meeting, and that shaped how I saw the world. And it, it, um, it kept me going for a really long time um, because I could validate all of the messages I got, which were lies but I could validate them. I'm ugly because um, the opposite sex never hits on me. I'm ugly because people make fun of me. I'm this because of this. And these are all the lies that compulsive overeating and being in the food get to exaggerate and have more of. 
I'm a, I'm a grazer. I would eat from the morning till I went to bed. Food fixes everything. You have a headache, you eat. You can't sleep, just eat something. You have a bad day, just eat something. You're breathing, eat something. Um, God was not my friend. Um, we were not a religious family. My parents were atheists, and one of the oldest ideas I have is, if there was a God, why is there suffering? We, um, The program, when I first came in, I couldn't understand higher power at all. And I came in when I was 16. There was an Eskimo at my school, and she noticed that I had an eating disorder, and she, she noticed that I was heavy set. I was heavy set from the ages of nine till um, I'm 56 till 49. And then I had two years where I was thin in between then. But I was very blessed with not going up and down or gaining weight a lot. So um, the most weight I've ever gained in one shot was when my mom died. I gained 50 pounds. Um, But mostly it was like I maintained, maintained, but kept going steadily up. Um, There was only three foods, bread, cheese, and sugar um, in my diet most of the time, and I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for 36 years, and there's a lot of food that we don't mention in meetings that are vegetarian that are unhealthy. and I just, but I'm not a quantity eater. It, it was all just, you had to keep eating so you didn't feel. And the thing is, is that I had no idea this was going on. Um, my dad was a compulsive overeater. My mom, we used food for everything. And so I had no idea until I walked into these rooms that food was even a problem. So I grew up in a lot of a fantasy. I grew up with a lot of believing old ideas. And they kept me going for a long time. I also grew up with a lot of fear. And fear has been plaguing me um, still to this day. And it's not that I don't trust my higher power. You can trust your higher power and still have fear. A very uh, wise person in the beverage program taught me that. And it's because fear is a reaction. It's a feeling. It's something that we have in our system. But it doesn't mean I don't think God's going to take care of it or my higher power isn't going to make it okay. We're okay all the time. I'm okay at 6.12 this evening. It's it's just something is triggered or a feeling is un, is something I have to process. And without the food, I get to process it. So I go into OA when I'm 16. I do a whole bunch of steps. I don't connect. There's something off. I don't connect. Um, then I finally get to meet him, so that fantasy of him, and I lose a lot of weight. Let me tell you that which I never really share because I gained it back. Um, in fact, he was yelling at me, one of my first hymns, he was yelling at me and I went to the fridge and that was the first time I ever, and I was in my 20s, correlated, oh, when I'm upset, I'm eating. I had never correlated that before. So um, I left the program when I was 24. I had met my higher power, so why stay? Um, I was with him for nine years. It was abusive and hard. Um, I ate through the whole relationship. Um, and I went to Al-Anon. It's an outside issue. But Al-Anon at least got me into some kind of sanity. But I was still in the food. So when I talk about how I have time in other programs, I really don't equate it with real time because there was no spiritual growth. There was no changing or letting go of old ideas. 
finally, when my son was 16, um, I let him go. I let um, my abuser go when um, uh, when my son was born. So I was in this abusive relationship for nine years, and then when my son was born, I wanted him to have a different life. But unfortunately, I only knew rage and fear. So he um, has a lot of rage and fear, and only recently I have able to, been able to forgive myself for how I raised him. I gave him a lot of support, a lot more than I ever got, but there was still abuse, and I own that, but I don't beat myself up about it now. He's 23 and can make choices, um, and he knows about the program. He he knows about it because I'm I'm in it all the time. So uh, when he was 16, I had bariatric surgery. I had a crush on someone, and basically he rejected me. And remember, it's like if I was thin, everything would be okay. If I, you know, I'm 40, I'm never going to lose this weight. I was 252. But it never occurred to me about the food. It never occurred to me until I had the surgery. And then I'm sitting there crying. And when you have bariatric surgery, you can't eat anymore. You get sick very quickly. There's two kinds. I had the kind where if you eat a large portion, you get very ill. And um, you can't can't eat a large portion. So as a grazer, what am I going to do? So I was crying, and my son said, what's the problem? And I said, I can't eat, spiritual awakening number two. So um, I tried to find a way. This was pre-COVID, and I couldn't find any meetings. Um, But I found AA. And so I went, and I have that other problem, but food has always been my first choice. Um, Food is fast. Food can numb anything, and food doesn't get you into all those hairy situations alcohol does. So um, I went and I got a sponsor and I actually started working the steps. And um, it was incredible how much I had no idea how crazy or not crazy because that's self-demeaning, how much pain and how I couldn't let God in to show me the world the way I needed to see it and how I couldn't forgive, and how I couldn't let go of these ideas that had been guiding me for so long, like I read in the reading, which is step six and seven, by the way, of letting go of old ideas. Um, That's why we do four. So we do four so we can acknowledge no shame, no blame, no we're a bad person. It's, um, It's all about this is the best thinking we had at the time. You know, when you're clouded with the food, when I was clouded with the food, there isn't a reality there because I don't know what it does, but it's like the alcohol. It changes my way of thinking, and that's why there's a lot of foods that I can't eat today, not just because I'm a vegetarian, but because I have an allergic reaction, the three the three stool, the three-legged stool. I have a spiritual malady with an allergic reaction with an obsession of the mind. If you put certain foods in my system, I do eat sugar. Um, but I don't eat all. I can't eat certain foods and I make sure of it and I can't eat fake ones. Like if if I eat a fake one, then it just doesn't work. So I started doing whatever he wanted. He said, jump. I said, how high? And all of these walls, all of these things started tumbling down and I started calming down. Um, I was hysterical a lot in my first year Um, I cried my first year. I cried my second year. I still made horrible choices. We're going to make horrible choices when we first get abstinent because we're just learning how to, like, walk. We're learning how to talk. But for me, 
it was letting that God in and letting go of that old idea of a higher power. I worked with that man for three years. He got me through a really hard time, and then he moved away, and I didn't have a sponsor for two years, but I didn't leave the program. So one thing that I did when I was with my batterer, I left it, OA, AA, all of it. And it's, um, and then you're stuck with you. And uh, there's nothing wrong with your thinking when you're in your disease, but it doesn't work for me. Uh, there was a woman this morning who spoke at a meeting and she said, I don't believe in the no matter what club. Well, when I came back, I was crawling through glass. It was no matter what, I can't pick up no matter what. And I've had moments um, where they talk about getting back into, um, you know, the, the moth to the flame. And I needed that kind of desperation. I had the gift of desperation. I still sometimes struggle with that higher power that, that my father invented. God, why was there so bad things? But there's so many times where I can stop and stay present and see God for when the gifts are coming. And um, I went recently to something where people were uh, really, where people had struggled horribly, where they were being murdered and killed. And they prayed to God and did ritual while they were there. And um, and that said a lot to me. It really broke that old idea of if there was this, why wasn't God there? They're praying, living it, not in California in a house that's comfortable and warm. So it's it's kind of seeing the gratitude, seeing what we have in front of us um, instead of looking at what we don't have. I couldn't not get into gratitude. I couldn't not see what I had and what was given to me. Um, just yesterday, I um, I just recently started, actually, I got a sponsor this year, a very nice man. I work better with men than women. I've tried a couple women. Um, I've had women tell me what to eat. I do not tell people what to eat <laughs> um, because my allergic reaction to foods is completely different. And um, we have a wonderful Sunday night meeting if you ever can do Zoom. It's 5 p.m. from Abilene, Texas. It's a speaker meeting. Um, everyone has over 30 years. They're going to have Roseanne. Um, I've heard it twice now. She did a, a, a video interview, and they play it for us. And I've heard her speak um, twice now. And Roseanne had a really hard time staying abstinent. Roseanne's our founder, if you don't know. She's the one that found OA from Gamblers Anonymous, actually. And um, she... Five minutes left. Thank you, ma'am. Um, and she really struggled with, with God, too. Um, one of the things I find very interesting is that when she first wrote, when she first saw the 12 steps, she took God out of all of them. Um, but one thing that she did was she tried to tell people what to eat, and then she realized she couldn't. So I realized what my binge foods are, and I realized that I don't want to go back there. Um, it's it. Um, some of the promises are very clear, and the book, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I've done the the OA book. I think the those questions are really good, um, except for the fourth step. But my new sponsor, I wanted to just talk about him for a minute. Uh, he's kind, and uh, I still really struggle with being kind to me. I struggle with forgiveness. 
Um, but forgiveness is freeing, and forgiveness isn't about forgetting. And um, I make amends on a daily basis for things that um, I did when I was in my disease, and I'm talking little things. Um, I'm He gave me the fourth step, and I don't want to do it. So there are still some things that I want to hold on to. There are still some old ideas that I feel are still working. But one thing he is really working on with me is how do we care about ourselves? So I recently spent some money and I got um, like my face done. I got Botox done. And, um, and I left a job that was abusive and told God, I don't care where I work, you pick. And I've never done that. I had to have this job. I had to have this man. I had to have, I had to have, I had to have. No, no more. And that, again, is that surrender, that willingness. And I can't go back to the food because as soon as I'm willing to go back to the food, then those I have to have and that self-pity and that selfishness and that self-will run riot, which my therapist mom told me when I was five, your self-will run riot, Aviva. And I don't know. She read the big book and it's in there, so I don't know. But for me today to get this thing, it actually, I, I was getting my nails done and I hated it. But this, I don't know, it was very, I didn't get a lot done and I don't look like a mannequin. But for the first time ever, I'm realizing that this is what I look like. And I want to say that I've spent so long hating me and thinking I'm ugly because I don't get that outside approval from people. And um, I still have a hard time and I don't do affirmations, they don't work. I don't do mirror work. Mirror work is when you look in the mirror, I love you, I love you. No, (laughs) no. Showing up, going to meetings, not getting into the food, working with a new sponsor, um, willing to see that my higher power created me exactly the way I'm supposed to be. I, um, When I had bariatric surgery, I lost all my curls. I have curly hair, and I lost all of them, and I have them today. And um, I don't care if my hair is frizzy. Um, I'm grateful for the curls back. And, uh, you know, uh, I try to forgive people all the time, and I need to do my fourth step, and I... I tell people, the four steps changes your life. It changes your perception. And I'm not willing to do this one. And um, I'm living in a lot of fear of letting go of ideas. And I'm still there. And you know what? It's okay to live in fear sometimes because, like I said, and I'll repeat it, God's going to take care of us no matter what. We just can't go back. I can't go back into the food. Um, I, I, uh, I don't want to because I get... My, I wake up every morning with untreated compulsive overeating. Every morning I wake up with it. So I need to read something. I need to go on a meeting. I don't reach out. I still struggle with reaching out. Um, but I want to. Um, I want to stop thinking it. the world is out to get me. I need to take care of me. And if the world is out to get me, God will take care of it. So the world's out to get me. What am I going to do next? How am I going to take care of it? And I'll end with this. Please keep coming back. Um, I think... It's my story, but I think leaving OA was not a mistake because it's my story. But if you can stick around, um, even if you're binging, please stick around even if you're binging and find someone that doesn't care that you're binging but that wants you to just keep showing up and loves you for who you are. And you're okay today. And so on that, I'll let you go. Um, My phone number is 310-487-5157. 310-487-5157. Please keep coming back. Thank you.